0: Good morning. If you don't know, they keep telling me I'm supposed to introduce myself, and I forget because I'm old, and half the time I can't remember my name, so if I do this, my mommy wrote, no, I'm just kidding. Um, But I am Pastor John, and I am, I ain't sure, Bud Breedy tells me I'm the lead missiologist in this church, whatever that means. So um, that's why we're here. I got to tell you something that Alan and Betsy's son said. It's so cute. He told them this morning he was so excited because he has never seen people sanitized before. Instead of baptized. Some of you didn't get it, you know. But uh, I thought that was um, awfully cute, awfully cute. If you want to open your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 6. I am going to focus on baptism this morning. We'll have six baptized today. Have you kids figured out when you want to be baptized? Next week, okay. And so um, if you see today and you want to be baptized next week, uh, next week's going to be in the dunk tank. And so you'll be crawling in after somebody. Uh, everybody with this COVID stuff's a little scared. But uh, we promise you that we won't let anybody in there with COVID. It will be sanitized. (laughs) Get it? Um, But um, yeah, very, very, very exciting um, stuff. If you know the story of um, Jesus' baptism, if you turn to um, just sometime Matthew 3 and Mark 1 and and, uh, Luke 3, uh, it's pretty much the same story. Uh, You've got this (laughs) wide-eyed... I can so relate to John the Baptist. I mean, the man was a little crazy. I mean, he, you didn't mess with John the Baptist, okay? Um, he just had this thing. He he wore this uh, wild-looking coat with a big old leather belt, and he ate locusts and wild honey. Ew. but that's what he ate, and um, he would go out there and he'd start preaching and teaching, and and people were going out there. I, I guess part of it was to get baptized. I think some people went out wanted to go out there and watch see that wild man a little bit, you know. And and he's a lot like me. He's too much, not much on church human church leadership. Human church leadership is a little, you know. And the bottom line is, here come the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And see, the problem was, they took what Moses said and the stuff that happened in the Old Testament, and they formed their own very selfish, legalistic religion. Now, when you hear me talk about religion, you need to understand, I'm not being positive. See, there's a vast, I mean, a humongous and eternal difference between religion and Christianity. Okay? Very, very, very different things. And there's a lot of, in our even in our denomination, there's a lot of religion. Okay? And believe me, religious people don't like me. And that's okay. Because I'm not real fond of them either. Okay? Because what happens is religion takes Christ and makes it into this thing that any human can do. Don't do this. I grew up with this. Anybody else? Don't do that. You got to do this. You got to do that. And it's always what humans could do. Okay? Now, it was kind of queer and kind of weird, but it, they were all you know things that they decided and the thing i notice about religion religious people stuff you're supposed to do and not do are things they enjoy okay and the bottom line is this this is very important because today there's going to be six people baptized and maybe a few more when i get done but the bottom line is 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 in religion today There's a lot of people who take this, make it into this little ceremony and tradition and and make it something cute. And they do it, it and it's just a cute little thing that they do. But the bottom line is, why would you do things on babies when Jesus was baptized when he was 30? Okay, And that may offend a few. And that's okay. That's my job. But you have to understand, this whole thing about Jesus being baptized is huge. Because John the Baptist was preaching. And John the Baptist was saying, listen. Yeah, I'm baptizing you with water. But there's coming one. And this is what our baptism today symbolizes. There's coming one who's, I'm not even worthy to tie his sandals. And the bottom line is. He's got, he, he doesn't mind the water baptism gig. But the bottom line is. It's not about water baptism. It's about what that water baptism symbolizes. Okay. And he said. When he comes. He's going to baptize. With the Holy Spirit. And fire. Alright. The Holy I like that, to say it like that. That's kind of like John the Baptist. The Holy Spirit and fire. But folks, that's exactly what's symbolized today and next week as we baptize. He wants to burn out all the junk. And he wants to empower and enliven and give a vision of exactly who you were created to be and what you were created to do. And that's what baptism is all about. Okay? So here comes Jesus. John the Baptist is out there. Man, there are lines. There are crowds. He's looking at the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I call that the church board. And if you know i'm I'm fun to have a, be a member of my church board. It's a good time. it's laughter. there's always food involved and always coffee and and it's short. Somebody say Amen. I've heard of boards gone to eleven o'clock at night. I hope one day we love each other that much and enjoy each other. and I love you all, but I don't want to be with you till eleven o'clock at night. Just between you and me. You know, but they—they they, here comes this bunch of Pharisees and Sadducees. And just like with Jesus, they're out there to find a problem with John the Baptist. And John looks at them. And I love John the Baptist. You see, John the Baptist could have never been a preacher in one of our churches today. Neither could Jesus. Today, we'd have voted that sucker out within weeks. All right. And he looked at them. And he said, Why are you here? He said, You are nothing but a brood of vipers. Could you imagine them standing there and they think they're high, holy, and mighty? And, And John the Baptist looks at them and said, You are a brood of vipers. In another place, he says, You ain't nothing but whitewashed tombs. Cool. Now that's preaching. All right? And so he's going on, and he looks at them, and all of a sudden, here comes that one that they had waited on for thousands of years. That was the one that was coming to do extraordinarily more than they could ever have done through their religion and their rules and their regulations. And here he comes and he says, okay, John, and I'm not sure I understand all of this. Don't worry if you don't understand all of this. Nobody understands the whole of all of this. But he comes to John and he says, John, I want to be baptized. And John looks at him and says, no, 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 no. It's kind of like the time that, you know, he wanted to wash Peter's feet. And Peter's like, no, no, no. I need to wash your feet. And he's saying, no, 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 no. Right now, to fulfill all of righteousness. And that's the part I'm not 100% sure all that. Don't worry about it if you don't hear him. No, I'm just being honest with you. I'm not that right. But the bottom line is, he looked at at John and said, no to fulfill righteousness you know what i think it's saying because i'm here to set an example of what it means to be a christian i'm here to show everybody how to do it john 118 if you want to turn to that this afternoon not right now this afternoon did i say right now she went to grab her phone um Basically what it says is none of us really understand the Father. None of us can actually wrap our head around the Godhead. None of us can really get a grip of exactly what it means to be created and live in the image of God. But Jesus came into the flesh to show us what that's supposed to look like. Jesus came. And just kind of lived it out in a really awesome and powerful way so that we at least have a clue of who we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing, right? Does everybody get that? And and here's the part you need to get. And I'm going to say it and say it and say it and say it and say it until the church re-gets it. And that is, as Christians, we're not here to go to church. We're not here to live like each other. We're not here to kind of muddle through. Folks, our passion and what we come here to worship about and what we pray about is, folks, we're supposed to be living like our Savior and Lord the one who came and set the perfect example, we're supposed to live like him. Amen. Okay? And, man, we've got these things all backwards. We really do. Okay? And I'm going to scrap till I'm dead trying to re-get that whole thing in the church because this is very, very important. So he comes to John and says, I want to be baptized. John says, no, I need to be baptized by you. This is the one. This is the Messiah. This is the Son of God. This is the one who's going to do things that will blow our mind. This is the one that's going to do things for us we could never do for ourselves. And all God's people said, amen and hallelujah. Say it again. Amen and hallelujah. Because the bottom line is, you've got to understand, you can't save yourself. You can't set yourself free. You can't be that man or woman that God created you to be. But through him, you can. Got to get this. Got to get this. Got to get this. So he goes and, and um, there's a big battle in the church. Whether you're supposed to immerse or pour. I don't give a care. I mean, there are big books written on this stuff. Oh, you're supposed to immerse or can you pour on the head? Man, I don't care how you do it. As long as your heart and your mind and your soul are where they need to be while you're doing it. Amen. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. I, I get, we get all caught up in that stuff, you know, and I'm like, and, and see, I don't know about you, but I'm not bright enough to keep up with all them people. Okay? Here's the funny part. All these experts that are so smart, they all fight over it. Because none of them know either. So the bottom line, don't worry about that little tiddly stuff. Don't. Don't get all involved in that, in that garbage. But when you are baptized, it's cool, baby. Because when Jesus was baptized, he went down into the water. We're going to talk what that mean, about what that means. And he was risen. And God's Holy Spirit came down in the form of a dove. That's what I want today. I don't care about the ritual. I don't care whether everybody's pretty. I don't care about all that stuff. I care about this. When you're dunked, you may be dunked three times. You may be dunked once. I don't care. Okay? But when you're dunked, what is supposed to happen needs to happen. Amen. And when you're raised, what is supposed to happen needs to happen. Amen. And then we'll talk about what needs to happen in the end. In Romans chapter 6, starting with verse 3. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? Folks. Folks. This is one of the things that's happening in what we call salvation. We take people through this little sinner's prayer. I ain't never seen the sinner's prayer, but we believe in the sinner's prayer. and I'm wrong with a sinner's prayer. It's fine. You know, makes it easy for people who really don't know what they're talking about. But the bottom line is, it ain't about a sinner's prayer. It's about when you're saved, that sin... Is supposed to be dealt with. It ain't supposed to be about you anymore. amen. Amen? Amen. Because when you are saved. You are immediately baptized into the death of Jesus Christ. Go to the next verse please. We were therefore buried with him. Through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. In other words, when you're saved or when you're baptized, which is a symbol of what that means, you ain't supposed to live like everybody else. You ain't supposed to think like everybody else. Honestly, you shouldn't even worry about what everybody else said. You should be in the book and on your knees finding out what he said. You're supposed to be new. New. New, baby. New. Let me ask you a question Are you new? Are you new? Are you new in the resurrection power and glory of God? Or do you just go through the church ritual and motions? Please, I beg you. I beg you to actually ask yourself that. And if you're not where you need to be, as soon as the service is over, you run home and get a sweatshirt and a swimsuit and you come on out there and you re-up, baby. I'm serious. It may be time. If you're kind of dead in him and it's all about you. See, when you're new, it ain't about your dreams and your passions anymore and desires. It's about him and his dreams and his desires. And there's too much of the church that it's still about them. Ouch. But this is important, folks. This is important. And here's the other thing. You that are getting people saved. This stuff doesn't happen two years later. It should happen right then. See, I grew up, you went to the altar once. Six months later, you went to the altar, had a cry. You were sanctified. You never sinned again. It's a bunch of hooey. If you're saved, you don't want sin in your life. Because you've been buried Through him in baptism with Jesus Christ to be raised to be that new person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you new? Is everything new? Is it about him or is it still about you? If it's about you, you need to get it again, baby. Does that make sense? There's too many people running around. This is why you have so much fighting and fussing and foolishness in churches. Because, oh, well, you better do what I want. And you know my answer to that. Well, you, you need to get saved. Well, I am saved. No, you're not. This is why so many people don't like me. Because if it's about you, I'm a man of God enough to look at you and say, there's something wrong. And I'm talking about every area of your life, and I don't want no excuses. On. Because one day you're going to give an account, and the bottom line is, God's going to say, I'm sorry, son. It was all about you. It never became about me. You never got new. I know this is tough. In fact, it's impossible. It's impossible. But it's not impossible through Him. Next verse, please. For if we have been united with Him in a death like His, we will certainly also be united with Him in a resurrection like His. Let me ask you a question. Are you resurrected? Or are you still fooling around with a bunch of death clothes on you? I don't like this. i made about this. I got, I got, stop. When Jesus was raised from the grave, I promise you, he didn't walk around all mummified in death clothes. When he came out of that tomb, he came out. You don't have to preach, man. I got this. But he didn't have all that trash on him. See, so many who call themselves Christians, they still got all that selfishness trash on them. It's about me. And if I don't get what I want, I'm going to make you as miserable as me. Aren't you so glad none of us do that? Next verse, please. Is that the next verse? Yeah. For we know, I don't remember what was the last verse. For we know that our old selfishness, that our old, all of our old selfishness, That all of our old selfishness, about time, was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Well, there's pastor, there's just some things. No, there's not. That's your old selfishness. Jumping up, making excuses for your sin and death and hell in your life. Oh, but Pastor, you just don't understand. Sure, I do. Who do you think's tempted here first, me or you? If he could knock me off, baby, that's awesome. So you magnify your temptation times 10, and you got what I deal with. And I'm telling you right now, you. Can conquer sin, no matter what it is. When you go to work, everybody goes, "Oh well, you understand? My mama whooped me. No, she didn't whoop you enough." Okay, enough of these excuses, Christians. You're the first ones. Enough of these excuses. If we're gonna keep making excuses, don't go around telling everybody you're a Christian. Tell them you I go to church, but, Amen. Well, Pastor, you're being awful mean. No, that's actually love. That's actually love. Okay. That we should no longer be you're fine. Be slaves to sin because anyone who has. Been set free, who has died has been set free from sin. Next verse, please. Oh, that's the last one, <laughs> yeah. You think that's funny? I'm old, I got COVID brain. Believe me, I got COVID brain. Folks, today, and this is symbolic that what at least should have happened when you gave your life to Jesus. Okay, all of a sudden, when you give your life to Jesus, and symbolically, when you go down in the water today, is everybody with me? Yes. All right, you should be dying, dying to sin. And it should be dead before, oh shoot, what's your name? Derek and I. Pull you back up. You see, the problem today in the church is like, well, you know, everybody's like, well, you got to understand. I have this problem and I've got that problem. My doctor told me this and my doctor told me that. oh, 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 shut up. That ain't God. That's human beings. And there are plenty, if you want to be that way, there are plenty of churches that are going to tell you what you want to hear. You can be anything you want. Do whatever you want. We're inclusive. You're sending more people to hell than the devil, but we're inclusive. You can be anything you want. Your livestock can be anything you want. You can be oriented any way you want. The bottom line is, I want you to hear this. Jesus Christ can set you free from all sin. you got to hear that you got to understand that. I ain't here to mess with the devil. I'm not here. I know there's a sect. I believe in eternal life. I do. I really do. But I don't believe that just because I give my life to Jesus and I go act like hell, it's okay because I gave my life to Jesus. No, 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 no. If you give your life to Jesus, you're going to leave that place to live like Jesus. I got relatives. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you know, I gave my life to Jesus. It's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm covered. Oh, okay. No, if you actually gave your life to Jesus, you would want to be like Jesus. You would want every touch and stitch and stain of sin out of your life. When Satan tries to introduce it, it would be offensive to you. Because Jesus Christ, the Holy One, lives inside of me. Yes. And then, when we raise you up out of that pool, you are raised in the newness of Of resurrection, resurrected life, baby. Life. Oh, but I'm down. Well, get up. Well, I got problems. Go to the source of the problem solving. When you're raised, you're raised. When he was raised from the grave, he defeated sin, hell, and death. There was no power over him. There was no name over him. In the end, everything and everyone is going to bow and exalt him. So when you are raised, you are raised in his power. Are you raised in his power? Are you raised in His power? Are you living in and through His power? If you're not, you're religious. If you're in Christ, you're living through His power. Let me end this way. Kids, come on out. After Jesus was raised by John the Baptist out of the Jordan River, a dove came down. Wouldn't that be cool? I'd like to pull that off one day. Woo, baby. And he looked down on Jesus and he said, this is my son. This is my child. You being baptized, listen to me. This is what you want to experience today. Not just a good swim. When you are raised, you want to look up. And look in the face of your heavenly father. And allow him to say to you. This is my child. In whom I am well pleased. Hallelujah. Because he knew that this was the beginning of Jesus' ministry here on this crazy earth. He knew the pushback that Jesus was going to get. He knew. The struggles Jesus was going to have. He knew the temptation Jesus was going to deal with. He knew hmm, the nasty, painful, ugly, lonely death. Jesus was going to die. But he knew. That Jesus is going to accomplish it. Because that was the will of the Father. You being baptized today. And here's the re-up part. There may be some here today that say, I need to run home and get a sweatshirt and a change of clothes. Because I may have been there one time. I'm not sure I'm there now. Amen. Amen. Or I can pour it on your head I don't care but when you're done you want to know that whatever God's call on your life may be no matter how painful no matter what a struggle it might be I'm now ready and prepared to do whatever my heavenly dad has for me to do I'm going to be at the altar to pray the final prayer. But maybe you today say, huh, I don't know whether I'm in that new thing. I'm not, I I got some things in my life I'm not sure I'm dead to. I'm not sure I'm living in that raised resurrection thing. But I know this that's what I want. You online, you can do this too. This is for you. You can be raised into the power and the newness and the glory of God Almighty. Let's stand. As the kids are singing, if anybody wants to kneel with me, we'll have that final prayer. It may be time just to lay it down and be raised in Him.